Good morning, good morning. Are you there? Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, good morning. <laughs> no, I was talking to you, but I just had the uh, mute button on. That Cherokee people, Cherokee, you know that song? Yeah, old song. Paul Revere and the Raiders, that song. Oh, yeah? I got that song in my head because I'm watching, uh, you ever see this movie Licorice Pizza? Uh, I did see Licorice Pizza, actually, yes. Yeah, it's the scene, I was just trying to get through it, it's taken me a while to get through it, but it's the scene where where they they leave the water running at John Peter's house and take the truck, and then he's walking up the hill because he ran out of gas. Yep. So they just left him at the at the gas station, and that's the song that was playing uh, in the movie. What do you think of that film? So far, uh, I don't. Mm, there are some good performances, yeah, but I don't know that those good performances add up to a good movie yet. Yes, Hoffman's kid is good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah. Sean Penn was Sean Penn. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, Bradley Cooper. You know, he's Bradley Cooper. He's some he's, really great because they use uh, "Life on Mars" in that song, don't they? Or in that movie? Uh, somewhere, Bowie? I think. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's one some Bowie song. I think it's "Life on Mars," and you're just like, oh man, that's that song is so good. Yeah, <laughs> especially this, when I it's mean, being used over over footage of you know people in the '70s, and you're just like, yeah, I'm all in, all in. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a and good I'm soundtrack. not the hugest, so I, uh, what's his name fan, uh, P.T. Anderson. I like like it and I respect it, but sometimes yeah, it just I, makes I mean, me a little uncomfortable. Remind me, what else? I don't even really know what he, remind me Boogie what he's Nights, done. Magnolia. Oh, yeah. There oh, Will Be yeah. Blood. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, There Will Be Blood wasn't him, was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was somebody else. Uh, but what do I know? Triple checking. Nope, that's him. Huh. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, then I do know his work. Phantom Thread, well done, The Master, PT. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, see, I liked, I liked Phantom Thread. The Master yeah. I didn't see. Punch Drunk Love I liked. The Master's okay, so supposed to be amazing. Um, that's that's uh, Seymour Hoffman, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Phil. No. He's just, he's great. Soup yeah. to nuts. Soup yeah. to nuts. Him, him and uh, uh, talented Mr. Ripley. Oof. Yeah. Well, he's he's creepy. He can be creepy. <laughs> He's creepy. Or, or Dusty and Twister. You know all about that. Oh, yeah, he's great in, in Twister. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, uh, uh, the... Um, uh, uh, um, what's the Pacino movie? You know, the... the hoo uh, Oh, uh, Scent of a Woman. And he plays one of the, the bad kids who's yeah. screwing over uh, the good kid. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, uh, the, the the little part, but it made a big impact in the big Lebowski, the, the assistant, Lebowski's assistant. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and my personal favorite still is uh, him in uh, uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. What, what was the one where he was the gambler? He had a gambling Hoffman addiction? Hoffman the gambler. What was that one? That was really good. I, I don't know that I know it, that But movie. it was it was terrific. He had a gambling addiction and he he, he ends up. Uh, I think he ends up using like the company pension fund or something and gambles it away or something. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> it's very uplifting. <laughs> he's also good in uh, 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 Charlie Wilson's War, Capote. Oh, he's fantastic in Capote. I mean, we're just listing, we're just listing movies at this point. All right, let's get started. <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to On Watching Movies. Uh, actually, we're not even watching them. We're just talking about well, On Talking About Movies. Movies are, are really just a series of images, so... So it still kind of fits. So totally. It's, it still fits. It's basically the same thing. Oh, and one more. Uh, him is the bad guy in Mission Impossible 3. Oh, he was terrifying. Do you have a wife that, or a girlfriend? Yeah. I'm going to find oh. her. I'm going to hurt oh. her. <laughs> I, wait, okay. I, but now, see, now we're on Mission Impossible. Okay. I read a theory. I read, I read an article. That, oh, boy. Uh, Think uh, peace. Uh, uh, they said that Mission Impossible is a simulation and that each of the movies are we're seeing snapshots of the successful run of that simulation. Like each movie is a different run of the simulation. Yeah. Like the, like the mission is impossible and they run it through a simulation to find a way for it to be possible. I mean, and it explains why Ethan Hunt is so good at everything because he's manufactured. He's not a real person. Well, he is a fictitious character. No, no, no. I mean, but in, within the canon of the of the. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep not, going. It's I'm, not, I'm listening. It's not. Isn't it Ethan Hunt playing Tom Cruise? Isn't yeah. that the way it is? <laughs> it might as well be at this point. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's you know he can fly, he can jump, he can run, he can use every gun, all that. So sure. it's they're trying to figure out a way to kill the Ethan Hunt character. So they run these simulations, and the successful one is what we're seeing as the movie going public. Okay. I mean... Weird, right? I think that that's as reasonable as anything else like that. I mean, he's going to space in the next one. You know this, yeah? I, I've heard tell, I, you yeah. know, until it actually happens. Uh, well, he got he got permission to, to film... Yeah, but at, the next one is already supposedly coming out next June or July, so they got to yeah. put him in space right about now and for for that to happen or so. maybe it's a follow-up who knows <sighs> they maybe said this was gonna else. be the last one i don't know at one point okay don't get me started about this the, episode seven because i <laughs> i was not a fan of episode seven at what point does does tom go okay i'm 137 I'm old. years <laughs> old <laughs> yeah. and maybe it's time for me to do character pieces now because he is a great character actor. Sure. But I, I feel like that for the last That dude's like six or seven years, years older than you, and he's running across the top of a train. Yes. You, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can barely walk through the train from car to car. I think <laughs> <Little> that... He, <laughs> I think that he... Uh, you think he just doesn't want to grow up? I think he's trying to pack it in. I think he knows Yeah, it's that, inevitable... Yeah, I've got, I've got, I mean, look, these movies take three years to produce. So he's got what, two or three movies left in him where he can run, jump, fall, ride, all the kind of stuff. Yeah, if that, he's Maybe? 60 years old. Yeah, but still looks great. I mean, come on. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the man. Good for him. You know, your your theory about the simulation is a little bit like that, the Tommy Westfall theory of St. Elsewhere. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you know the show St. Elsewhere? I do know of the show. I don't know that I've okay. ever seen St. Elsewhere. Was, was, it, a, was it a medical thing? There was a medical drama called St. Elsewhere that was on okay. for five, six seasons or something like okay. that. Then I have I have seen probably the odd episode. Yeah, 82 to 88, right? Oh. And in okay. the last episode, uh, there's the son of the guy who runs the hospital, and the son's name is Tommy Westfall. And in the last episode, the father comes into the apartment and... Uh, looks at the kid and said, uh, uh, 
Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> well, no, he says, he says basically like, hey, how you doing? How's the kid? How, how's he been? And he's just like, oh, he hasn't been giving me any trouble. He's just sitting over there like in a world of his own. And and the or, or I'm, I'm sorry, he's sitting with the grand the, the grandfather sitting with the grandson and the father walks in or, and is just like, hey, how, how was the kid all day long? And he's like, oh, he was fine. Like he was just in a world of his own. And he says, uh, you don't understand this autism thing, Pop. Like, here's my son. I talk to him. I don't you know, I want to know that he can hear me. Blah, blah, blah. Talks about the fact that this kid's autistic. Right. The kid's mm-hmm. holding a snow globe. And the last shot of the thing is that it zooms in on the snow globe and inside the snow globe is the hospital from the show. So, so an implication that the entire show was all in the kid's mind was all in the kid's mind. Wow. But what's really crazy about it is that there's something called the Tommy Westfall universe hypothesis, which is that there's a bunch of fictional crossovers. You have spent way too much No, I have not. Well, I, there was a stuff you should know episode about this. And then I went deep dive, but there was a bunch of episodes where characters from this show have been on other shows like homicide life on the street, uh, there's been like crossovers between all the Dick Wolf shows, oh, yeah, X Files, yeah, yeah. Law and Order, like all these different shows, uh, all the way to the point where some people think that like all of these shows are all within Tommy Westfall's brain. And Tommy Westfall is the grandson. Is the grandson, the autistic grandson. Wow. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's that's stu- kinda cool. Man, do you like it when when things end in a weird way like that? You know, you've had six years of a drama and all of a sudden it it has this real twist where you're like, wait a minute, it's all in some kid's head. As well, okay. As long as there is some sort of resolution, right? Okay. If it's in the kid's head, that's fine. I don't like, I don't like when cliffhanger, uh, didn't see it. Okay. Uh, But I don't like just cliffhangers that end without tying up at least some of the loose ends. You don't have to tie up everything, but if there was a main plot arc or character arc or you know hero's journey sure don't just stop it with you know the stone rolling back over sisyphus you know give me something else sure we um we were down uh at our relative's house on asbury park uh down at asbury park on the beach this weekend our our one weekend at the beach a year that we do um and uh on the night uh uh heather's cousin tj who's who hosted us said, you know, I have a crazy idea for something to watch. He said, let's watch the pilot of the X-Files. Oh, yeah. Now, I never, I've seen a few episode, X-Files episodes. I know the general gist of it. I know the smoking man. I know, you know, I mean, like, I'm not a, I'm not a complete novice on the X-Files, but I was not one of those people who watched it all day long. Yeah. And part of the reason was, is that it never actually felt like they gave you the answers. Like the no, whole thing was even, just a big even tease. throughout the films. Yeah. yeah the it's whole just, show was it's a just, tease. They just drug you along. Yeah. And which is one of the reasons I both loved it and hated it. Right. Because I, every week you look forward to getting that answer, but they pull that carrot just a little further down the road. Right. See, this doesn't sound like fun to me. This, this, this makes me angry. <laughs> it's, I, I think, um, uh, what's it called was the same thing. What's the one on the island, uh, uh lost, lost, right? Yeah. Like half the mysteries they set up, they never resolve. Right. What? Do not set up a mystery and then not resolve the mystery. Like th- right, right, right. And, See, this is where I think Fringe. I think Fringe is a better show than the X Files. I like the X Files. The X Files probably had it not been for X Files, there may not have been Fringe. I kind of like Fringe, yeah. But I loved Fringe. Yeah. Well, because Walter's it. a great character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the begin the uh, the end of the first season of Fringe, where they go to the other side. Yeah. 
and he's still alive and they're in the buildings and you're like, yeah, whoa, yeah, 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 like that. That was good. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So wait, is, are you or are you not? Can we talk about this camera that you're getting lent? Uh, not until I get the official confirmation that it's in process. I mean, it, they've said, yes, it's on the way, but until I get a tracking number, I'd rather not. Oh, I thought you had gotten a tracking number. No, no, no. They haven't sent me a tracking number yet. They said it would go out this week, but I have yet to get here. Let me check. <laughs> Live update. And here we go. I was going to check with the thing and no, not yet. 16 not yet. plus four minus yeah, three. Carry the two. <laughs> uh, wait, what's. What's a third of 40? <laughs> no, there's no tracking number yet, but I, uh, yeah, I am getting a, uh, a camera to, I'm excited to, what, to see what you do with a camera that you don't need to do anything with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause there are certain cameras that are sort of specialty cameras, right? Yes. You know, limited on purpose. Yeah, and you and I have talked so much about the importance of limits when it comes to making art. Sure. And the importance of of constraints. And and I think a lot of great art comes on the back of working around those constraints, yep. whatever, you know, those are. Yeah. Um Oh, uh speaking of art, I just read yesterday that they, the the production team, I don't remember who's doing it, but uh, there's a, a Basquiat documentary in the works and they got permission from the family to go through the archives. And, and so there, it's, it's going to be a very deep dive into Basquiat's that could life be interesting. And, and work. The, yeah, the could, interesting thing about the archive, the, the, the Basquiat situation is that he wasn't really close to his family. You know, his hmm. sister set up this whole big thing in New York that you had to pay $45 to go into a recreated version of his bedroom and all this stuff last year, I think it was. Um, and I just, I didn't want to go cause it, my whole thing was, you know, he didn't like these people in life. Why am I right. giving them the time of day and giving them a bunch of money in death? You know, um, well, I, th- I think for me, here's, here's, here's the hook for me. Okay. I was never really a big fan of Warhol and didn't really know much about his life until that docuseries came out. The, the Warhol diary. The Warhol one. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. completely flipped my opinion of him and my respect for what he had done. Like it flipped it on its head. So a bit of a weirdo, right? It's still sure, but you can't deny what he did and, and how much of the art world was affected by him, you know? And, and I think that there's an opportunity here for Basquiat because I'm not a huge fan of Basquiat's work. I look at it and I go, okay, I don't really get it. You know, it's almost like, uh, uh, Miles Davis playing bebop. Okay. You know, I, I, I can, I can respect that it took some effort but I don't really have the vocabulary to understand it. It's interesting because I, I think I prefer Basquiat over Warhol. Um, mm. But I think, you know, in some ways that shows, you know, I think that Warhol's work is closer to your work than Basquiat's work is. Yes. Not that yes. my work is anything like Basquiat's, but, I, you know, there's like at least some kinship of, oh, yeah, I'm going to recycle images and yep. turn them yep. into something else, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... <sighs> You know, it's interesting. Your opinion of him changed by learning his story, not by seeing more of his work, but by by hearing his words and, and recordings of him and, and all sure, that kind of stuff. Sure. Right? Well, and, and there was seeing some of the work because I, I, I saw work in that 
you know, they showed things in that series that I hadn't ever seen before. I've, I've seen the hits, sure, right? I've seen a lot of the hits, yeah. But there was some nuance in there, and and yeah, to your point, seeing you know that that sort of Byzantine Catholic influence on well, of course he made these works because he was inundated with these kinds of images as a ch- like it. All of that kind of stuff sort of made sense. So yes, the story allowed me to understand and appreciate in a way that I hadn't before. Is one more important than the other? Is it a stew? Uh, you know, um, what somebody makes and why they made it? Because there's a lot of things that why they made it is good, but the final work is nonsense or, you know, not good. Or, or vice versa. Yeah. Or, or beautiful stuff that is made for no reason other than to make beautiful stuff. Do you- I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good. And maybe it depends on the artist. Seems to you. And, it, and yeah. it's. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, seems like in your case, it's sort of a one is multiplied by the other. You know, if both of them are pretty good, it's going to go way over to the right hand, you know, way big. But if and either one of those is zero, it's sort of multiplied by zero. You know what that's I'm saying? That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, you I mean, I put a, no, no, it's OK. I put a lot of value on story and narrative and and learning histories and and. Does it affect the work? Yeah, maybe it does. The, the only I mean, problem I have in the with case that of Warhol, it did. Sure. I, my only issue with that is that, you know, we can't all take the time to spend three hours to learn everything about not everything <laughs> right. to, to watch a biography <laughs> about each artist when we look at their work, you know? Right. Right. Um, that, 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 you know, it's, it's my, it's always been my contention and this is where I'm a real old school modernist, you know, not postmodern, like I, I want things to be defined. I want um, mm-hmm. explanations. Uh, I want somebody to say something with their art, you know, um, to have a position. Because if but, they don't have a position that- and the position's all in the viewer's head, then what did you actually say? You know what I mean? Like that's true of everything in the world. You know, it can be right. Sorry, you. Were, yeah. But should that should that thing be obvious in in the work, or should you have to? go deeper to find out what that is where do you sit on that side like if they're trying to say something if it's not obvious in the work do you cast that aside or do you go you know what there's something here that i'm missing i'm gonna i'm gonna look at least a little below the surface to see if i connect with it i i think that that is fair what what bothers me is when something is literally a mirror Mm. in which case you know wait wait if i'm supposed to be putting in 80 90 percent of my reaction to this then what the heck did you do i could be looking at a pretty wall or, 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 mm-hmm. or a tree or, you know, talk to my neighbor and get a similar feeling. Like what, what is this? Um, but that's where, that's where I'm, I don't know, old, I guess yeah. maybe, or, or of a different time, even though I'm not of that time. I understand it. There's a, uh, Cecily Brown, you know, this painter, um, no. Yeah. Okay. So Cecily Brown is this British, woman who is a painter and she has a big show at well not a big show there's a show of of her work at um at the met right now and i really like it i walked in and i was staring at this stuff and i was just thinking man i i don't know i i think that there's something good in here this makes me feel a certain way and it's interesting to me in a way that a lot of work like this isn't interesting to me. Um, 
And so I, 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 I've been like staring at her work and I don't know exactly what it means. I'll send you a little link here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some stuff on, uh, yeah. on right now. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mess, but colors are interesting, but there's actually figurative stuff going on in there. It's not just a lot of, yeah. it's not super, super abstract. You know, there's still something in there. You yeah. know what it is? No, it I almost feels like a modern like day de Kooning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like de Kooning, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think she's doing something cool. And so I was like looking at these and, and yeah, I don't know exactly what she's trying to say, but she's trying to say something, you know? Um, okay. So let, let me ask you something. Cause sure. this is, actually, this is something that I've wanted to ask you for a while because you, you're, you're doing this art show on uh, the conversations on YouTube. Yep. yep. Have you, have you covered? <laughs> and if you haven't, how do you land on, like the really hyper realistic photo realistic uh paintings Painting. yeah as a photographer and as just somebody who likes different kinds of art where do you land on that is it cuz going back to what you said about it, I don't want it to be a mirror is that sort of hyper reality too much of a mirror and in which case you're like well why didn't you just take a photo or sure. do you do you look at how do you land on stuff like that um I don't think we have discussed that. By the way, it's called Speaking of Seeing. It's uh, me and this woman named Sandy Robertson, who is a art teacher and speaker in England. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, the We have not discussed that, <laughs> mostly because 90% of the time she gets to decide what we talk about. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and I, okay. wa- I walk, she's got notes and the slides and everyone. She's like, all right, you ready to record? I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> so if you watch it and I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, it's because I don't know what I'm talking there's, about. There's literally no prep involved. Bill yeah. just walks in. And I sits walk down. in completely cold and, and talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have, I personally have feelings about that stuff. I enjoy people who are, that is sort of craft on the otherworldly end of the scale, right? the people who can do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's like the people who can crumple up a piece of paper and then get another piece of paper and draw the crumpled up piece of paper to the point where it looks like an actual piece of paper. You know, that kind of crazy yeah, stuff with yeah. a pencil. Uh, uh, do you know CJ Hendry? Uh, I don't know, but that is this Here, the kind I'm of gonna, work they do? Yeah, I'm going to paste this in. There you go. Okay. Maybe we can add that into the show notes okay, too. Yeah, yeah. Super, super hyper real. Yes. Uh, and I respect the talent immensely because that's really hard to do. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. This is, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, she, yeah. They're drawing a, a paper. Uh, uh, she's drawing a, a plastic bag with a, with pencils and you're just yeah. like, what? And it looks like a giant. Oh my God. That's freakish. I mean, that's, this is almost spectrumy sort of phenom borderline autistic level kind of, you know, concentration and, 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 and precision to detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, I mean, she's doing, yeah, that's some crazy stuff right there. Um, I, so how does this kind of stuff land for you? Do you look at it and go, Oh yeah. Art. Or do you go, eh, why didn't you just take a picture? Or is it some spectrum in between those two things? You know, there's, there are recordings, your, your comment about, uh, 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 what's his Miles Davis earlier kind of yeah. reminded me yeah. of this. There's people who will sing jazz solos. You know, they'll take Coltrane's giant step solo and they'll sing it, 
And like, I mean, perfectly note for note. And these things are not in your mouth easily, you know. Um, I get off on that just from the point of view of, uh, oh, that's a really impressive thing to do. I don't Mm -hmm. know that it, it's a little bit like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The musician that we were talking about last week. Uh, God, I'm terrible with names right now. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the guy who does all of the, uh, the moon river cover and that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, Collier. Yeah. Jacob Collier. Um, I think Jacob Collier is an incredible mimic of other people's styles. I think he is an exceptional musician with unbelievable amounts of talent and has worked really hard to use those talents. I've yet to hear a song that he's written that I think is actually a good song, you know, as much as I totally respect him. Okay. Define good. Do you, do you mean good as in original or as in not somebody else's voice that he has Borrowed from, like, how yeah, do you mean? Good? Uh, I mean, most of the stuff that I think of his that is good is when he is doing covers or arrangements of other people's okay. songs, as opposed to writing something from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he does write a lot of stuff from scratch, and the stuff I've listened to, it's like, okay, that's impressive, but edges on masturbatory to me, you know. Where yeah. sometimes his his, I feel like his arranging is exceptional and fascinating, and in some ways to our point about having limits earlier, Jacob Collier coming in and saying, well, I'm doing a cover of moon river. So I got to work within Mancini's song within that. I can explode like an atomic bomb and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But because it has this patina of the simplicity of the original song around it, it contains it in some way that is really beautiful, you know? Um, where I think when he writes his own stuff and then explodes that it just ends up all over the desert, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and so I think that there's, I think that there is something to that, you know? So do do they feel, hmm, do they feel less like songs and more like almost like technical exercises for you? Yeah. You know, I've known a lot of people who are songwriters or musicians or, you know, I was talking to uh, somebody this weekend about actors Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like in my experience of meeting a lot of actors, there are two kinds of actors. There are people who are actors who are like really (laughs) putting it on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was acting. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And then there are those who you couldn't even tell are actors until they open their mouth and you go, oh yeah, no, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I tend towards a more naturalistic style of this kind of thing, but it tends to me that the people who are the John Lovitz actors are not good actors. Hmm. And, and sometimes you look at them and I, you think, wait, you're an actor. Do, do, do you know what acting means? Right. You know, if I can tell you're acting, you failed. So why don't you turn down the, in some ways I, I wonder if, in those cases, acting school does more harm than good for a lot of people because they turn it into this very rigid, very complicated thing where you're inside your character or you're, you know, acting like a frog for 45 minutes in order to get out your inner frog and all these kinds of things. And it's like, no, your job is to is to be a different person for a few minutes. That is not most of it does not require you to speak in a level of Shakespearean expression on stage if you're in a movie about people in 2023 
Right. You know, right. you just need to be the guy. Richard Burton in every role. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that um, I think that to some extent. I think that things have changed a lot. Well, maybe they haven't changed. I was going to say that 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 perhaps the social media aspect of the last few years where you only have one second to grab somebody's attention before they move on mm-hmm. or else you lost them mm-hmm. incentivizes people to go over the top as opposed to being subtle. Well, I mean, it's if we if we keep it within have the you realm, seen a Mr. Beast video? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or within the realm of photography. What's up? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. oh, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, that yeah. grab you yeah. like I, I'm going to show you the most exciting thing ever and you're going to love it. And it turns out that you're just really showing the difference between F2 and F4. Yep. And you're like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how many of those videos have you ever watched where somebody says, here's the pictures I took out in Hong Kong today or in New York or whatever it is. And the pictures are just bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, really? That's what you got? Literally, if you spun the camera around and didn't even look <laughs> through the viewfinder and hit the shutter, those are the kinds of pictures you'd get. That's really the best you can do. Um. And yes, I'm as hard on myself as I am on other people. I say this about my own work all the time. Can confirm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is not me just tearing down other people. But there's a certain amount of, okay, great. You're talking about cameras. Who cares about cameras if you can't take pictures? Well, it kind of gets us to the, do you have to be good if you're loud? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to uh, Rewatchables podcast and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're re- doing a few good men mm-hmm. and there's a section of a few good men where Nicholson and the guy who plays uh, his underling who I guess he's, and there's a part of it where he says, you know, you and I came into the core together and like, I moved up faster than you. If you have a problem with that F you, right. You know, basically he's saying that I'm brash and I played politics and I got ahead. So, you know, that's your fault for not keeping up. Right. Um, and there's a little bit of that in what you're talking about, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to go over the top, and, like, if that gets me ahead, like, that's just the way it works, and that's the way the cookie crumbles and the game's played, and if you don't want to do that, I don't think you and I like doing that. No. As much as we like talking to 10,000 people, I don't think that we like um, saying we're the best, and, I mean, man, oof. You read some of these these ads for things or the way people present themselves, and it's like, I could never do it. Could never do it. I could never talk about myself with that much gusto, you know? Okay, but but to play devil's advocate, yep. if, if, that's, if that's the nature of the beast circa 2023 heading yep. into 2024. Nature of the Mr. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> it's the nature of the Mr. Beast. <laughs> Show title. Uh, is, is, is it a limiting factor to not be that way? I mean, are you, are you, are you setting yourself up? Are you, are you automatically sort of setting up a limitation that you have to overcome in some other way because you're not willing to be that brash? Yeah, uh, probably personality, but uh, yes, probably. I mean, uh, my therapist says this to me all the time. Um, you know, he's basically like, you chose to be in this business that involves, you know, 
one of the toughest businesses around basically is, is what mm-hmm. he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yes, 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 I did. And it's a business that is brutal. It's a business that is very up and down. It's a business that is all of those things. Um, and on some level, if you're not willing to play it the way it's currently being played, where does that leave you? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, recently I was looking at other people's work on, um, I actually signed up for a full LinkedIn membership oh, uh, for okay. a couple months. Uh-huh. Uh, LinkedIn, what is it? Pre- LinkedIn, LinkedIn premium? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those. Because uh, it reminds me of a, there's a guy named Jay Golds, who's a photographer, who's a good photographer. And I follow him on something and he said, your family, friends, and social following is not your customer base. Accept it and move on. Hmm. And it's like, yep. The people on Instagram are not hiring me. Yeah. LinkedIn has always been more for the business side, right? But so I go on there and I'm just flipping around. I'm, I'm looking at certain people who are art buyers or art directors at magazines and advertising firms and whatever it is and trying thinking about connecting with some of them and then seeing how some other photographers sell themselves on there. And some of them are very, very good artists, right? You know, I mean, these are, there's some, there's some people in there who are great. And then there's some people in there who (laughs) their work is just so bad. And it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm always so worried that somebody is going, if, if, if I sell myself the same way as somebody who's really bad, that they're going to assume I'm somebody like that. Ah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a guilt by association yeah. kind of thing. Like, like, Interesting. like if, if I act like a huckster to get the gig, even though I am good, some are people are all people. As a huckster? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm so worried about that all the time, you know, and then, and then simultaneously on the other side, there will be people who are better than me whose work I see. And I'm just like, damn, that's good. You know? And then I think, man, I can't, I can't try to sell myself like those people are. Cause I'm not as good as them. Oh, okay. So there's, it's, it's okay, squeezing from a, both okay. sides. Yeah. 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 Wait a minute now. Okay. Interesting. But I have to get over both of those things, right? Yeah. That's a really interesting idea though, that, that, I can do what they're doing in terms of the self-promotion and the positioning and the how I, but I don't have it on the back end. When, when, if, if I did that and you went to see my stuff on the back of their stuff, you're thinking that you would be disappointed by seeing my stuff. Is that it? Yeah. Like if you pulled up, oh, let me see the 10 photographers who I could hire for this thing. I wouldn't, you know, live up to that person's portfolio. Really? Even though, well, see, this is, it could be in my head, right? I mean, if you look yeah, at my, yeah. if you look, if you open up BillWadman.com, I am proud of every one of those photos on there. And I think my portfolio is damn good. So sure. But on a, it's sort of a. <laughs> so is, is it real what you're feeling or is it, is it this imposter syndrome that we've talked about? Oh, of course. Yeah. 4, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of that. Can you even be objective about your own work anymore? However many years in, how many years in are we? With you photographing uh wait say that one oh, more time oh seven you started in oh seven oh seven yeah 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 okay so for a lot of years in are you are you still and you're still wrestling with i'm not 
I'm not as good as this guy over here. And maybe I want, that's true. I but think maybe everyone always does. Yeah. I mean, do you know anybody who doesn't? No, I don't. Right. Everybody that I know who I can think of anyway, that, that makes something or puts something out in the world, there's always a moment of second guessing it. Yeah. And if there isn't, either they're lying or they're deluding themselves. I mean, they're, you're, whoever I mean, you, you are, you're not the best in the world. There no, are, there's always somebody better than you. though, right? Yeah, but where you does that confidence come photographer, from? photographer, but you still second guess some of your work. Sure. And there's times that I'm on a shoot where, you know, the light's not as, not that great or the, the subject's not that great or, you know what I mean? It's a crappy location where I'm taking fine usable pictures, but they're not special in some way, but it's somewhat not like on the edge of out of, out of control. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Out of my control. Um, like there's only so, so okay. much I can do with what I'm giving kind of thing. And I feel in those situations, I always feel like a failure. Yeah. You were supposed to be good, Wadman. Why couldn't you make something amazing out of this? Well, is it something quantifiable? Like when you're looking, you're talking about the, the uh, LinkedIn things. Yep. When you're looking at some of these other people and you go, mm, I'm not there. It's not, I, I'm not that good. Or this person's better in some way. Sure. Are you able to quantify what better is? Or is it just, is it, is it a feeling and it's well, resistance going, you're not that good. It depends. But you some, can't say what it is. Some people it's, it's their light. Some people it's their composition. Some people it's the, you know, the fact that they get to work with really amazing wardrobe people or you know what i mean that kind of thing mm-hmm. but 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 simultaneously there's plenty of times where i l- see a picture in new york times or something and i'll look up who took that picture and it'll be somebody well known and i'll think to myself that is not a good picture mm. you know and it's probably a situation where they walked in just like i was talking about where it's like man this is a tough location with a tough subject and tough light and tough you know energy going on between everyone and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Right, right. Or maybe there's a, a, a creative director or an art director yeah, going, who, hey, this is what I want. Exactly. And you go, oh, yeah. really? That's okay, what you well, want? that's what All I'll right. give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or they took a lot of what they thought were good pictures and the people chose a bad one. That happens mm. all the, you know, that happens as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, but I think that, um, man, I don't know. All of that feels like, Is it, is it excuses or is it real? Who gets to decide where the confidence comes from? If, if it's all ultimately in your own head and your own volition to build up your sense of self, then when do you know when you're not giving yourself enough credit and when do you know when you're being delusional? You have to have some sort of outside measuring stick, right? Yeah, I would think so. Right. But as a as a solo freelance anything, you're often the only person in that echo chamber. Right. You don't have a lot of people to bounce things off of. I mean, no. even when you're when you're sitting there at your computer, you know, you've got a great machine, you've got a great monitor, you've been using Photoshop for a long time. You start with a let's even say a good picture. Sure. But at some point, I would imagine there's the there's the 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 impetus to kind of look over your shoulder for that person standing there and go, "What do you think of it? Am I off base on this?" Sure. But there's nobody there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few of those people in my life before, 
mm-hmm. whose work I trusted to the level where I could really, um, where, where I would say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And they'd go, no, 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 it's, 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 it's the one on the left. And you go, yeah, yeah you're right. Cause you trust them, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, you might still think it's the one on the right, but you'll go with the one on the left because you trust that person or you trust that. opinion. Yeah. Or even just them saying it because they have good taste makes you go, ah, frick, you're right. I don't even know why this was a question. Of course it's the one on the left. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and again, not everything we do is going to be great. Right. I think that there's this, uh, my wife rose on the rower in the morning and she has an Apple watch. And like this morning she was doing intervals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, slow for 30 seconds and then fast for 30 seconds and slow yeah, for 30 true. seconds and fast. For, and, uh, she and my mother and I have a, have a group chat that we put up our rowing times and you put up the little chart showing your heart rate, whatever it, if you, you know, for the two of them who have watches, I don't, I don't do that. Someday I'll get one maybe. Um, and so my wife's, uh, chart looks heart rate chart looks kind of like a sawtooth, but it also goes up slowly over time. You know, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up. Across the duration of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, at the point at which you're 40 minutes in, even though you're doing what you're doing at 10 minutes, you're working harder to do that. Yeah, sure. So there's this, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a 20 degree slope, but even within that slope, it's still a sawtooth. And I feel a lot of times that is what, being an artist feels like sometimes because oftentimes you're a month later or a year later and you feel like you're lower than you were a year ago. Mm. But really it's just that you're, there's a slow slope. You're just, you know, you're just at the bottom of a dip there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, and so that (laughs) it's, it's a, it's a, it's a illusion. You know, mm. but your, 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 your lack of motion, you're actually moving. You just happen to be back where you started for a second, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe the older you get or the more mature you get, you end up understanding that's what happens. And then you don't freak out about it as much. So what would be. I mean, do you what do you understand be, what I'm saying? Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. What would okay. be the creative sort of complement or parallel to heart rate in in the life of a creative? What do you, what do you see as constantly increasing, even though the sawtooth is still going up and down? Using this metaphor, sure. What is that one thing that's constantly increasing over the course of our careers? I think it's the uh, the way you're measuring it is you know the old. Um, Who's the old uh, 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 this American Life guy who did the uh, did the talk about how you know your taste is better than your ability at the beginning? Oh, uh, Ira. Yeah, Ira, Ira Glass. Glass did that whole you know yeah. that famous thing. I think it's sort of the relation of your taste and your ability. I think as your if you have good taste and then you you know try to get your ability up to your taste, I think that your taste also evolves over time. Sure. I think yeah, those sure. two things are sort of in push pull with each other. Mm. And it's some sort of ratio between those is what you're measuring. Right. So it may That's be that you, you feel okay. like you're further behind, but really it's just that your taste has gone higher. And so yeah. therefore the target has gone up. 
you know. But, but taste and ability are almost like uh, 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 like binary forces. stars. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like binary stars, kind of circling one another yep. along this trajectory. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Because I think that, I mean, I think I'm a better photographer than I was when I was younger. But you know, in the last few weeks, if I'm bored, I'll go through and I put up a couple pictures from old 5d shots from 20, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And they, they look good, but like, I'll take them out and I'll go to the raw file and I'll reprocess the raw file and re retouch the image. Cause I'm way better at that now than I was 15 years ago. And it'll look like a whole new picture. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it'll look a lot like what my pictures look like now. Well, I mean, I guess unironically. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's, that's, that's exactly sense, what right? it should happen. That's kind of where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. But but it but it's interesting how I'll, I'll look back at the JPEG that I exported at the time and say, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Now, maybe it was that I was just using a crappier monitor so I couldn't tell what the highlights really looked like or the colors mm-hmm, really looked mm-hmm, like or mm-hmm. or I would, you know, because um, there was some part of that. And sometimes I'll look at them and I'll think, man, I never make something that looks like that anymore. That's a kind of a cool look. And maybe that takes me in a different direction. Um, but but it will it's it's i think it's definitely the the you know you look back at stuff you did 10 15 years ago that you thought was good yeah and now you look at it and you're like oh god that was not good right um and then some people would beat themselves up insert me have you <laughs> some yeah some people but but the reality wing, of it is wing. that 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 of course you're not as good 15 years ago as you are now. You know, I mean, other than, yeah. uh, other than sports people who get too old and their body breaks down, I think all of us, if you're a writer or you're uh, a photographer or you're whatever it is, you should be changing, if not improving. You yeah. should, you should, whether or not you're improving in everyone else's eyes is irrelevant, but you should be improving in your own eyes to a large extent. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I was, want, okay. yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe doing another series of drabbles? Yeah. I mean, the, I love those pictures. I really do. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe not as many. Yeah. Right? No, maybe I get that. An, an abbreviated update, uh, drabbles two. you know, drabbles two electric boogie loo. <laughs> um, <laughs> wicka, 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 wicka. <laughs> It wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme and no, he was in Breaking too. He was yeah. in Breaking. <laughs> he was right. Wait, no, was he? No, he was in one of those movies. Wait, uh, look that up. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> uh, Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Isn't it? He was in one of those movies. Not tra- thrashing. He was in something. Yeah, no. Ice T was in it. Uh, as <laughs> the, the wiki entry, Ice T as rapper Ice T. Uh, he was in. Uh, yeah, where is the movie where he's dancing in the background? Breaking. Lam- he's in Breaking. John Lamotta as policeman. He's in Breaking. He's, really, 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 he's in Breaking from uh, 1984. He's he's in the first one then. Yes. So he's not in Breaking Two. He's in Breaking One. Interesting. You know, as one is. Um, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme, oh, as spectator in first dance sequence. Yeah. Uncredited. Yeah. I, uh, I sent you a link. <laughs> Why do you do that? Um, but <laughs> to answer your question, yeah. Um, the only problem with those kinds of pictures now, the sort of conceptual stuff, is that that's exactly where everyone's going with all the AI nonsense. Then isn't it a perfect foil against it? I guess, but I'll take five days to do what somebody's going to do in 30 seconds, you know, and that just feels daunting. Mm. You know, you're, you're, you're not wrong, but there's a certain amount of just takes the wind out of you. I, but, but there, and theirs mm. looks better because it's taking from every photo that's ever been taken and mashing it together. But they didn't do it. You did. Yeah. Well, that's, I agree. Yeah. You know, there's nuance in humanity, right? There's no nuance in, in machinery nuance in yet. humanity. Right? Who, who defines nuance? I mean, with regard to art, maybe the viewer. Do you think because if you showed a bunch of people, you know, this generation's AI art and really amazing photos, people could make the distinction between the two who didn't, weren't taught what the distinctions are? What no, to look for. I don't, I don't, I don't think so at all, but I, but that's never been, do you think they would choose the, the generated stuff? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of, uh, when you were, uh, when you were looking at the, uh, 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 Vermeer's. Yes. Did you see the AI generated girl with the pearl earring that was on display at the Rijksmuseum? did i that they put up in its place like with the glowing uh earrings have oh, you seen w- that picture oh if it was up it was up at, at merit house while it was at reich's museum is that what the- yeah while while the, the 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 image that was there was in the show they they voted on you know what what should we put up and it was this ai generated reinterpretation oh i see with, with the with this thing yeah. uh you know what I did not actually. What? Wait, did I must have? Oh, with the little lantern earrings. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. How do you feel about that? I mean, again, I you know I just wrote something about this. I I can't deny the results. The results are 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 incredible. Yeah. I mean, to 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 be able to describe and it's incredible. But but for me, as the person. You know, I I wrote this kind of snarky comment. It's like you're you're not an AI photographer. You're not an AI artist. You're a person who can describe something. Yeah, that's a that's a very different thing. Oh, I did see these because there were a number of them in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're at Merritt House in the Hague when the when it was at when the paintings from the Vermeers oh, that the, were at Merritt House were at Reich's Museum. They okay, put that's these up. I got it backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah I got yeah, it backwards. Okay. Sorry. Um, yes, uh, we did see these. Um, yeah, you're right. And, and you're also precluding what is the whole point of art, which is the experience of making it. That's kind of where I land, too, is you've, you've denied yourself. You're missing the uh, fun. <laughs> that and, and, and how are you transformed or how, how, how does, I mean, this gets into a whole argument around skill and, and is writing prompts a skill in the same way as painting is a skill, as photography is a skill, as... You know, uh, somebody left a comment on it, uh, on, on this piece that I wrote. And he, he said that, I, you know, he's, he's tried using some of the language models 
but ends up spending more time telling it what he wants and then cleaning up the results from their mistakes or bias or whatever that it would have been easier, better, and ultimately faster just to write it himself. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people, including Leo Laporte has a big thing about it. He's just like, it's, it's, they're just like regurgitating nonsense and like and it's nonsense that makes sense but isn't really making sense like it's you know it's just they're just they're just predictive generators you know what i mean and 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 that the question i always have though is are we as humans really any different i have in my head i'm staring at a john singer sergeant painting that's like a little postcard on my wall Mm -hmm. and and uh uh you know um an irving penn photograph well, you know what? Uh, that's put those two together, and basically, you have my style. <laughs> so, but you have control over that, Bill. Yeah, I guess. If you, if but is generate, that giving me too much credit? I don't think it is. Okay. If you said, you know, generate a portrait of a woman in a in a a, a beautiful flowing gown in the style of John Singer Sargent, sure. it might come up with something really amazing. It might. But can you then say, you know what? Lift that forefinger just a little bit. Add add a little brush stroke of of crimson along the knuckle. Like what whatever any sort of little subtle tweak or change. AI doesn't have the ability to understand that yet. Will it at some point? Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. But at the moment, those subtle little nuancey things that can make or break a painting or that can make or break move the light just a just just feather that softbox just a tiny bit. I'm getting a little too much on the cheek, on the nose, whatever sure, it is. Sure, you know sure. that better than I do. Yeah, yeah. But you can make those decisions. You can't describe those decisions just yet. You know, uh, I was on the beach the other day with a graphic designer and uh, talking to this guy. And I was talking to him about my friend Craig Ward, you know, who does all the, the, the type yeah, sure. layouts. Yeah, sure. And, you know, Craig is mm-hmm. master at that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And um and I look at type and I have way more respect for type than probably your average person does or understanding of what looks good, what looks bad and why that eye needs to move over a couple pixels that direction, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. But my li- I hit a limit at a certain point where I think, yeah, I know you're moving those around and I know you think it's a little better that way, but I don't know that anybody else other than a type expert would know the difference between these two things, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we get into this, you're right about all the things you just said. The question is, do those things really matter? Or we just, do we, do we want them to matter because then we matter? I think they do matter. I think that what it's going to, what's ha- there's a perpetuation of mediocrity. That's happening, you know, the, the idea of good enough. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, okay, good enough might be valid and it is valid for certain things. But, you know, maybe, and, and, and I'm going to spout some crap here because I don't know music, but maybe a G isn't the right note there. Maybe it should be a D. Sure, but sure, the, sure. But the AI made it with a G because that's what it thought would be good. But then if you hear it with a D, you go, oh, you know what? That does sound better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or... Maybe instead of using, you know, the AI thought it was better to use alizarin crimson and it's really better to use cadmium red. Like, whatever. I don't know. I guess Um, ultimately we as humans need to decide 
what it is that makes humanity worth it, you know? What 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 about being human is worth continuing to do or 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 because I mean, listen, there are so many things that so many people have done over the years. If you if you're having AI things make paintings or take pictures, it's going to be better than 90% of the people out there taking pictures and making paintings. Right. You know? Yeah. But again, but, that, but, 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 but that, but you're, what you're saying is that, yeah, it doesn't, but that doesn't change the fact that I have something to say and what right. I have. To, right. Yes. The question is great. You have something to say, or I have something to say, who cares? I mean, the only way you and I are making, being able to, you know, do this, really is because people need what we do and will this stop people needing what we do because good enough is good so. enough the mediocrity is good enough i mean i i don't think so in in the same way that you know there there there's mass printing but there's still an audience for letterpress sure you know there's electronic music but there's still an audience for vinyl like there i i think that there it may not be a big audience yeah but that's not in theory, that's not why you should be doing it anyway. You know, I, I yeah. broke up with this person, so I'm going to go write a song about it. Or I got married and I'm going to go write, you know, I, I sure. whatever it was, and I'm going to paint something in response to it. That's that's the humanness of it. You know, uh, to your point earlier, you know, AI is just scraping and going, does this fit? You know, does this fit the puzzle? It's not thinking about why it might fit. It's just it's just looking at it and go, does this fit? Yeah. Does this, sure. I'm, I'm referring back to this, this prompt and does it fit? Yep. This is a person. Yep. This is a dress. This is a, but it's not asking why. And we as humans, I think one of our greatest strengths, one of our greatest abilities is to ask why and try and figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, no, you're not. I mean, you're not wrong. I just, I just, I become cynical about it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, go back and look to, to, to bring it back to your drabbles. Go back and look at some of those and go and ask yourself, why did I make this? What yeah. was I responding to? Yeah. And can I respond to it again? Or is there something else I want to respond to? Regardless of what AI is making, you still have something to say. Yeah. You still have a point of view. You still have, you know, uh, 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 a narrative in you. I mean, you've maybe and, and maybe photography isn't your thing. I mean, you've been writing an awful lot lately. Maybe, maybe what you have to say is not visual at the moment. It's verbal and right. that's okay too, but you could make the same argument. Well, chat GPT could write a movie script. Why should I? Well, because you have something to say. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, it's, it's, it's often for me, I find it very, very difficult to maintain, to keep my head above water in, wondering why i do it yeah i do too i do too um but you know it's i mean it's conversations like this that that help right mm -hmm. um i was supposed to meet up with a friend of mine to discuss one of my scripts tonight and uh she just texted me or emailed me while doing this uh while we're uh while we're recording and you know she's she's in the movie industry and so she just, she had to cancel tonight because she found out she's losing her job because of the strikes because the oh, wow. company's dissolving. 
Oh, wow. And she the whole needs, company's dissolved. She needs to move out of the city to stay afloat. Wow. You know? And the, and the shit of it is that's exactly what the studios want. Well, sure. They can put the squeeze on you. Yeah. But, <sighs> but another friend of mine who's a, who, who's a gaffer, you know, I was talking to them the other day and, you know, they're, we all have to remember that, you know, movies are not made. They are product to sell. You know what I mean? That's what TV and movies are. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're both right. Sure. Because they are, they are a vision. But if you want to part- raise $50 million to make it, then you raise $50 million to make it. Yeah, but right. if I'm raising $50 to make it, yeah. I'm doing it. Cause I'm trying I'm gonna, to sell. I'm going to have some input. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. You know, I mean, like I, I don't, I'm not saying that I think that actors and writers need to figure out a way to make a living. Absolutely. Um, cause that's getting squeezed all over the place. Um, but the flip side of that is, well, you know, like if the economics, it's sort of the, uh, Spotify thing, right? It's like, well, you can be a musician now, but if you put your stuff up on the streaming services, you're not making any money from the streaming. So you got to make money on the, I guess the performing. Yeah. Performing or the merch. Right. You know what I mean? So like the whole thing shifts, you know, mm-hmm. maybe what will happen in the movie industry, as some people have suggested is maybe what we need to start doing is making a bunch of basically go back to the seventies and start making a bunch of well-made independent movies that are outside the, the studio system, Right. you know, that the, that the, the studio system needs a kick in the butt and and we need to show that we can do this without them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going back to that sort of, uh, you know, Cassavetes, let's just run and gun and make it happen kind of exactly, thing. Exactly. Right? right. You know, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. honestly, today, we could do that way better than we could have before. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of gear and the cost of production, you know. Buy a MacBook Pro with all the encoder decoder chips on it, you know, and then get yourself a Sony, whatever it is. And you're making a movie at a much higher quality than anybody ever made one in the 70s. Oh, yeah. If you know what you're doing, you know, assuming all of that. So, you know what? Let's go out and make some stuff. Um, Maybe that's the sort of revolution that all of these things need. And maybe that's the revolution that that. You know, writing needs. Maybe that's the revolution that photography needs in some way. Um, trying to find something different to say. Was it was it after last week or before last week that I went to the Met? I went to the Met because there's a there's a a show on right now. Um, a Bernie Abbott, Bernie Sabbat. Oh yeah, uh, show on. Did, did you ever get that three volume uh, Steidl set? Was it you that has that? Somebody I know has no, that. No, of hers? Yeah. Uh, Beautiful set. It's oh, like okay. 350 bucks though. Well, yeah, I'm not going to pay that kind of thing for a book. Um, I mean, I like books, but I don't use them enough to, to do that. Um, yeah, so the, the, she, there were all these uh, uh, notebooks of small prints of New York pictures that she had done. Uh, mm. And they juxtaposed it with some of her prints that she made of Ache negatives. Oh, wow. And then her picture of Ache and uh, um, uh, it wasn't Paul Strand. It was uh, what's his name's picture of her. There's a famous portrait of her. Um, and it was great. You know, it was like, oh, man, this is this is, you know, this it's a couple of tiny rooms at the Met. Yeah. 
but it, it was kind of, it was special and it was fun. You know what I mean? Like it was like nice seeing somebody doing something, uh, different. I don't know. Like it, it, it was nice seeing something really old, but you know, I mean, she died in 1991, which is crazy. Cause she was born in 1898. Yeah. But you know, the, 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 and, and wasn't she shooting until pretty close to her death? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and she was making stuff. Now, I don't know enough about her life. Maybe she didn't need to make a living being a photographer, which is another thing that, you know, we see a lot, right? Mm-hmm, oh, this mm-hmm. person was an artist their whole life. Look how dedicated they were to the art. And it's like, well, was it that or was it that they didn't need to make any money right. being an artist? And that's how they were able to do it. Um, but, but you know, maybe you have to, you know, uh, in the same way of dance like there's no one watching, maybe you need to make art. Like you don't need to make money doing it. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's unreasonable. I mean, you, you and I have talked a lot about how to make our work more, how to be more commercial about what we do. Oh, we need to raise our prices. We need to lower our prices. We need to sell more. We need to sell less. We need to talk to these people. We need to not do this. We need to cater towards the industry. We need to not cater towards the industry. We need to do something different, you know. And maybe the the practical upshot of all of that in the end is that you need to stop giving a crap of what other people think and just do what you want to do. If it ends up intersecting with what people need from you, that's great. If it doesn't, well, you have to deal with that too. At least you made your took your shot yeah i mean i think there's a lot of truth to that i mean i think that i've i've written about that for a while now and that's it's kind of the culmination of it of i I just need to put the stuff out that i want to see and i have to take i have to take money out of the creation process because when i when i would approach something and and go okay here's this idea right okay step one get idea step two Determine whether idea will make money. If no, return to step one. If yes, go to step three. But it never gets to step three because everything you go, no, 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 that's not going to make anything. So you go back to the drawing board and you sit there in this infinite loop of, of monetization and you don't ever do anything good. Right. But if you take that out and you go, is this a good idea? Am I going to have fun doing it? Do I want to see what it looks like when it's done? If all those things are yes, there's your answer. I think the people who are hit monetization in a way that really blows up. I think they are as lucky as they are smart. I oh, think it's I, just, I, I think there's a lot to that. Sure. I think it's yeah, just, sure. I just think it's chance, you know, honestly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, look, the girls are going to see Barbie today. Right. Yeah. Every, that thing's made what? $700 million. Yes. But it could just as easily have made eighty-seven fifty. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? It, yep. it, 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 good movie. Okay. Maybe, but there's a cultural kind of momentum that has caught on to it or it has caught on to, or there's, there's something societal and cultural that I think transcends the quality of the filmmaking. It's, it's as much about the marketing and the hype as it yeah. is probably the real thing. I mean, I've heard good things about it, it, but like, yeah, I've heard it's a great movie, but there are lots of great movies out there that nobody ever sees. Yep. Yeah. So, and if this allows Greta Gerwig to, to continue and, and make more movies and maybe, you know, maybe she does, 
you know, people are like, oh, she sold out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, no, I don't think that's true. But if it takes making a big studio movie to then have the cred to go do a couple indies and then come back and do a studio, I mean, actors do that all the time. Why should sure. it be any different for directors? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, uh, I went and saw Oppenheimer last week, by the way. Um, what do you think? Um, I was going to go today, but man, I just. I thought it was excellent. You need to see it and see yeah. it as big a screen as possible. It's yeah. long, but the acting is very good. The script is very interesting the way they, there's a lot of callbacks that a couple of which I noticed and a couple of which I didn't, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I, I noticed at the beginning, it's like somebody says something, you go, Oh, you know, that's going to be said again. Right. Um, I thought it was very, very well done. I thought that the, 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 the point of it was terrifying and has made me think about it for the last week. Um, and not like the nuclear stuff, just the way that, societies need people and then when they don't need them anymore you know they get pushed aside and how you can twist and turn everything you know against somebody or you could twist it for them it's just it's all it's all so manipulative it's just very it's interesting you need to go see it um Mm -hmm. but you know there are people uh, i was talking to the girls the other day and i said hey how was uh how was barbie and they said, oh, it's great. You have to go see it. You have to go see it. You have to go see it. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go see it. I think I can wait a few weeks for that to be out on streaming or pay for it. I don't need to spend $25 to see it, personally. Um, I'll watch it. But I watched Lady Bird, which is one of her first movies that mm-hmm, she got mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. Academy Award nomination for the, write, for the screenplay. And I watched it on the way down to the beach the other day on, on my phone. I was like, I kind of find this character annoying. <laughs> like I just, you know, this person is in her own head and is kind of a jerk to those people around her and whatever it is. And I th- I know, yes, of course, not every protagonist of a movie or TV show is supposed to be uh, put in the best light and whatever. But I don't know. It was fine. It wasn't, oh, my God, this woman is a genius and the next Aaron Sorkin. It was just sort of like, OK, this is fine. Um, so it didn't make me, I'm trying to give Greta Gerwig the benefit of the doubt. And that's the only thing I've, I need to watch, uh, I guess it's little women. The other one she did, mm-hmm. um, I need to watch that. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. You gotta go see it, but it's like, but I think that there is, you know, one thing I will say about the Nolan movie is that his movies feel like they were made by one person. They don't feel like they were made by committee. Like they have a very definitive voice. Yeah. To them. Yeah. And that is so rare. Nowadays, Seems to be. Um, that that's kind of what I liked about it was that. Oh, yeah. Yep. That is. Um, it's 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 rare. And unfortunately, it takes money. To earn the ability to do that. Yes. Yep. 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 And so it's it, it, you know, hopefully. More people will get like that, but it is nice seeing something that felt like an art piece mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah. It's at the AFI uh, downtown. I was going to go see it today, um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, you know, by the time you get the previews and getting there and back yeah. and it's, you know, it's four hours plus. It's like a old school OTP episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, want to wrap this one up for today? Yeah, you want to you want to do a photo- I have I have a photographer. Oh yeah, what mind. you got? Uh Steve Shapiro. Have we done him? I don't think so. 
started out as a photojournalist, studied under Eugene Smith. Um, but man, look at some of his work. It's uh, steveshapiro.com. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Somebody that I follow posted a portrait he did of Barbara Streisand, and it, it's gorgeous. So he's uh, documentary work. Uh, some of the people he photographed, Ali, James Baldwin, Warhol in the Velvet Underground, the Kennedys, David Bowie. Uh, there's a whole section on, here's, here's uh, a whole section on actors and writers. Here's uh, Samuel Beckett. What a great face that guy on had. On the, the set of The Godfather? Yeah. Uh, here's Capote, this cat. Um, beautiful, beautiful work. Really, really good work. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like he did some uh, behind the scenes on movies too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah, there's some cool stuff from The Godfather. Funny enough, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to go for a walk in 10 minutes with uh, my friend whose last name is Shapiro, spelled the same way. Really? Yep. Any relation? I don't know. I'll have to ask her. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, yeah look, look on... You, see, you like these pictures of Warhol. They're, uh, yeah. Look at uh, actors, directors, and musicians. Look at that Look at that portrait of Barbara Streisand. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's cool looking mm. when she was younger. Yeah. Barbara Streisand with the pearl earring. See, the pearl earring comes back. (laughs) AI would make that light up. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very, very nice. You don't don't always need a glowing earring. No, you do not. Well, there's a nice picture of Bill Evans at the piano, too. Man, that guy was a nut. Yeah. I I wish I was cool. Well, keep trying. All right, Steve Shapiro is our photographer of the week. And uh, we'll be back here next week, people, because we're doing yeah. every Tuesday in, in every, August. You know, there, I, was, I was reminded that there are five Tuesdays oh, in boy. August. Oh, because it's the first, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I will be up in Connecticut next week, but I will find, I'll bring, I'll, we've got to remember to bring a mic and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make you, it work. You can be remote. You could, uh, yeah, you don't, you, know, you, you could figure that out. I'm going to be live from the show floor. Live from the show floor. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill. Yeah, I'm here on the floor, Jeffrey, and it's quite the commotion. (laughs) If we could just add crowd noise for your side for the whole thing, that would be awesome. Uh, uh, What'd you say there? I can't quite hear you. Bill is at the 72 Democratic National Convention What I will say is that the flags are flying quite hard. Oh my god! We're, so good. I think we were right, born at the wrong time. Com, uh, uh, speaking of seeing on the YouTube, yeah, I'll find uh, a link and put that in the show notes. Yeah, JeffreySedoris dot com. Yep. Blah 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 blah. Sign up you for your uh, Substack. Yeah, yeah. Substack. All right, go have your walk. Find out if, if there's a relation. I know. I'm, kind of I'm about to make it happen. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. See you.
this way Say what you wanna say I know what you will say We'll 